0: And welcome to the Euro Trips podcast. We are back again for another NFL special. Uh, well, if anyone was here last time for our last NFL special, we did have a, um, obviously, the boys from the third and goal podcast. So do check that out uh, before listening to this podcast. But if you listen to it, then uh, we are back for another one. This time, just me, Ryan and Naeem from the from the, from the the normal podcast, uh, where uh, anyone who did, who did listen to the last podcast would have, would have known that, uh, Ryan did say he had a few more questions lined up. Um, so we're joined by Ryan once again, and we're also joined by one of the newer members of um, Cults Nation, uh, Naeem. Um, who's, they're both going to sort of ask questions. So sort of both, well, obviously, Naeem's very new to the sport, same as Ryan. So they're both are going to ask me questions from the point of view of someone who maybe doesn't know the sport or is just slowly getting into it now. So, um, how are you, boys, first of all?
1: Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yeah, all good, mate. All good here. Uh,
0: good stuff. Um so yeah. Um I haven't got any idea what these questions are yet. It's all a bit more mystery to me what so they're gonna ask me a few questions each just about sport and just any questions that they want answered first of all. And then yeah, they're gonna sort of hopefully answer some of your questions that that you guys might have listening. So um so yeah, um obviously I did I did ask last week, obviously Rob and Fred uh, the reasons why they support their teams and obviously I did allude to it just before that Naeem is um just becoming a Indianapolis Colts fan. So um some of you may have guessed by his first name, but um Niamh, can you tell the audience why you've decided to start following the Colts?
2: Yeah, so I've got a mate that sports the LA Rams and um obviously he's he's quite a big Rams fan, so yeah, he told me he's like, Oh yeah, there's a there's a player that's um got the same um first name as I was like, No way. So um so I checked him out and obviously it's not spelled the same way as my name, so I thought, do you know what? I might as well stick with this team because I've got a player that's got the same sort of name as me, and yeah, they're, they're, they seem like a decent team. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with the Colts now. I'm not going to not going to follow him around wherever he ends up. So, um, yeah, that's how I've kind of got into supporting the Colts. So, this season, I'm going to try and watch a few more games. Um, yeah, get yeah, be familiar with it, and um, yeah, I'll be supporting the Colts from now on.
0: Well, there we are. There we are. So, one of the newer members of the Colts. Um, so, yeah, that 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 was. Um... Obviously, I don't know whether he'll actually be like the main starter next season, but I do think that he'll definitely have a lot of, have quite a few game times. So, yeah. Um, who wants to go first with the questions?
1: I'll let Naeem go first.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, my first question is um, what team would you say you should look out for this season?
0: Well, actually, one of them is actually the Colts. Funny. Now, funny you asked that because. Um, <laughs> Obviously, I will be doing a sort of preview pod for the season upcoming with obviously Steve and Luke from the NFL from the drive podcast. I do, Uh and yeah, I think one of the teams I think could be a team to look out for. I think they're definitely someone that um maybe people aren't sort of talking about as much because I think there is a little bit of uncertainty with their with their new quarterback Carson Wentz. I think he um, is someone that had a great time with the Eagles. Obviously, they won they won a Super Bowl with him. Obviously, injured at the time, and obviously he never really been the same since. But he's back with his former offensive coordinator with the head coach of the Colts, Frank Reich. So I think that if there's anyone that's going to, you know, anyone's going to get him back to his best, that it's going to be him. Um, So I think that, for me, the Colts are one. I think also the Cleveland Browns are one. I think they're a team that have been perennial strugglers for for a long time now. And I think that, obviously, last season we saw them make the playoffs for the first time. I think it was 18 years. I think they had made the playoffs for. So I do think they're a team in terms of, obviously, a team that have, obviously... Up and coming, they're getting better, better each year, and I think that with uh, players like Odal Beckham back, if if he's actually fit, then I do think that could make them even better. Uh, obviously, teams like the Buccaneers, the Buffalo Bills, the Chiefs are also teams that obviously were there there and thereabouts next season. Um, one thing I will say, but it's all it's all dependent on how Aaron Rodgers does where he goes uh, is Denver Broncos. I mean, there could be a dark horse if he goes to them. Cause obviously everyone who doesn't know the story, Aaron Rodgers, one of the best callbacks ever, one of the best in the league, the current MVP holder. Uh, he obviously having, he's not gone to, to mini camp. He's not gone to training. So I think there's a lot of talk now about him him leaving. And the Broncos seem to be uh, the one team that he might want to go to. And I think that um, if he goes there, they're in the same division as the charges with Herbert and with obviously Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So I do think, Obviously, if he does go to the Broncos, you'll have Mahomes against Rogers twice a year. And I think they could obviously they got a good defence and they've got a few weapons on offense. So I do think that the Broncos could be won if Rogers decides to go to them. So our next question will be from from Ryan. So Ryan, uh, what is your first question you've got for me?
1: So my questions are a lot more basic, being Mm -hmm. as that I've only ever watched one NFL game and that was yes. obviously the uh the Super Bowl I didn't really understand what I was watching um one thing that that did annoy me I didn't know if it was just because it was a Super Bowl or not but I noticed that there's so many breaks and so many ads um yeah yeah and it seems to like one thing I, I've noticed it as well with other sports because I've watched NBA and that before as well and it seems like there's only a couple minutes of action and then it all just stops again and I don't know if that's all American sports or just NFL kind of base. so you can probably allude more onto it
0: Yeah, I, that well, that is pretty much, with the exception of the MLS it is all American sports, I like that and I think that this is this is a, a issue that a lot of Brits do have getting into the sport, I know certainly it was me I was definitely for years someone who um, enjoyed the sport but only watched the highlights because I was definitely one one of those ones that um, didn't like the amount of breaks they have. And that is the same for any any NFL game, any basketball game, any baseball game. Ice hockey, there is a lot of breaks. Ice hockey, probably not as much. Um, but yeah, I think with, certainly with this, I think that is definitely something that does turn Brits away from the sport. And I do think that, obviously, Americans are used to, it, but we're not. But I will say that um, for anyone listening who has got that viewpoint, that oh, they like the sport, but it's you know, too many average, too many breaks. You do get over that one day, I think, th- the year that it comes to a point if you watch it enough times there'll come a point when you're watching it where you'll realize actually I can get by this. um I mean one thing I will say obviously in our version of football obviously forty five minutes then 50 minute break then another forty five minutes and obviously in terms of you know you wanted to text friends obviously this is obviously modern day sort of viewpoint but obviously if you do want to text friends in American sports you've got a perfect chance because you've got a lot of breaks so you can rather than obviously Potentially texting a friend and missing a goal or missing a try in football or rugby, uh, I think with obviously with America's Sports, you do get a lot more time to sort of you know to text friends, but not also not miss the action. So I do think there are pros and cons to that, but I do get obviously your point about there are a lot of adverts. But uh, once you watch it enough times, I, I find personally that you do seem to it, I do seem to get over this, and it does seem to not be a, as big of an issue as as it once were as it once was maybe when I first watched it.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. Looks nice. I didn't know if it was just because it was a Super Bowl. Obviously, I know that they make a big deal about that over there. And I was just like, even it wasn't even just so much the, the constant ads. It was more that like, the actual on-field action was just kind of mm. stopping and starting. And that was sort of, yeah, it, it crazed me in a, in a sense. But I thought, well, obviously, you long, it's the same with most of the internet, You sort of get used to it, I suppose, in a Yeah, in a and sense. things
0: like things like the halftime show, oh, that is purely a Super Bowl thing. They don't have halftime shows, except for sometimes on Thanksgiving or the opening weekend. But I think in terms of the stop-starting as well, I do think that I, I've been saying f- this for years. Actually, if it wasn't stop-start, it wouldn't be quite as enjoyable because in, in American football, certainly different with baseball and ice hockey. But with American football, obviously, they've got to draw up plays. They've got to have all the... Elf- both teams have playbooks, they have sort of, you know, plays they design in training and they run through in training. So obviously they do need time to sort of, you know, adjust and get and get used to a new play. So I do think that I have always thought that if there wasn't a stop start, it actually wouldn't be quite as enjoyable because it'd be a bit more rushed. Whereas the stop starting in the NFL allows, you know, the coaches to draw up a new play, you know, stuff like that. And obviously I think. Yeah, so I think personally, I think stop-starting actually makes it a better sport because it does feel a bit like, it's quite tactical, it's quite a bit like chess, if I'm honest, like that's probably what I'd go with in terms of comparison. So I do think that um, the tactic side, the sort of that part of the game, actually is better when it is stop-start.
1: Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. I I always sort of look at it and think, well, if they did it in our version of football, um, it 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 wouldn't work because obviously... Mm, yeah, with, yeah. With, with our football, you know, some of the best things happen obviously when it's you know it's all rushed and there's sort of chaos, you know, on the pitch and you, both teams just like end to end. Mm-hmm. You obviously, know, you know, you don't, I don't, I didn't really see that when I watched it. But again, and again, like I say I've only watched one game, so I haven't really got yeah. you no know, great viewpoint of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you get the old moments. Obviously, there are things like. Um, like you no know, huddles where sometimes if teams are you know clocks ticking down top clocks ticking down in the fourth quarter and sort of teams looking to sort of either get a touchdown to tie the game or they're looking to get a touchdown to sort of get back into the game I do think you do see um, you do see kind of plays what they do they do sort of, they literally they'll, they'll, obviously they'll snap the ball they'll throw it someone will catch it and then they'll go they'll, both teams will just rush back into the centre again they'll both they'll both do the next place. I think there are times like that, and I think there was a team, Buffalo Bills, back in the 80s or 90s, I think it was, and the Jim Kelly as back. They had a specific offence called the K Gun offence, which is basically, they used to just try and tire the defences out by, by doing these like quick, quick plays. So I do think, now and again, you do see sort of um, play, 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 but I do think, personally, I think over time, if that was the whole game, I don't think it'd be quite as enjoyable, personally.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
2: So, Next question
0: um, is Naeem, once again. So what is your next question, mate?
2: Yeah, so um, my question is, what team, in your opinion, um, has had the best draft picks so far this season?
0: Oh, that is something I've not... Also, I've, I said before I've not planned, and that is something I definitely haven't planned for. Um, <laughs> you on a the spot there, isn't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think in terms of draft picks, I think in terms of... Position-wise, I think the Buffalo Bills have had a great draft in terms of they had two sort of areas of need. They had uh, defensive edge, they had defensive end. They had um, they had also uh, offensive offensive line. And I do think they did sort of t- tackle both in the draft. And I do think that is one team that 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 did definitely sort of um you know that that did improve their team. Um, I think also another team. I think um. On my own team, Miami Dolphins. I think they're someone that did add some great weapons for our quarterback tour They sort of also added a player on the edge to sort of, you know add that pass rush to to their game. Um, other play, other teams. I think the Cleveland Browns did well. I think they got one of the uh, one of the sort so, um, highly talked about draft picks that fell fell in the draft in um, Arusu Karamoa. Um And yeah, they're the three teams top of my head I can think of without obviously. Going back over my notes on previous ones, obviously yeah. not not realizing the question that was going to come up. But I think <laughs> that, yeah, I think the Bills were good. Bills had a good one. Yeah, the Bills. I said the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Browns are my probably my best three. But it was probably a team I I've, I've forgotten about that had a good draft. <laughs> oh, so actually, it's... there's one. The yeah, Chiefs. That's that's the other, that's one I had to do because they um obviously they, they had a clear issue in the Super Bowl when they had their they had a definitely had injuries in their offensive line. So they, they went out in the draft and free agency, got got some help in that position. But also, they replaced Sammy Watkins, who was their wide receiver. I think he's their third or fourth choice. They got rid of him. He left in free agency. They bought in someone else, um, a wide receiver, in the draft as well. So, yeah, that, that's probably my four teams, I'd say, that had the best draft.
2: Uh, so that's know And um, I'll keep an eye on those teams in the season. Um, see yeah. what they do then, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there are obviously a few teams did bad, like, for example, like the Saints and the Texans in the draft. But I think overall... Um, yeah, I think it's still hard to tell, though, with the draft, because I think we all these people like me, all these draft experts, all these sort of, F suppose draft experts in on TV, yeah. they all make these sort of things, Are they give grades on teams, draft picks, they, they are, this team has a C for their choices, or this team's got a B, or this team's got an F, but no one really knows until they get into the pros how good they're going to be. I mean, there's so many players that have actually been late round picks that have sort of been successful you look at obviously Tom Brady's infamously was 199th overall in the draft of uh, Tyree Kill the wide receiver for the Chiefs was pretty late even Mahomes was 10th overall and I think that there are certain players that are drafted high that don't maybe live up to the expectations that they have in the draft so I do think even today I was watching um, a documentary which is quite good for anyone who wants to get into the sport actually called America's Game uh, which is basically like they have one for each Super Bowl winning season so they have one for each team that goes on and wins it. And I was watching one today from the 98 Denver Broncos team that won it. And I think they're saying that um, in their offence, only one of their offensive players was actually taken in the first round. They had Their tight end was seventh round pick. Um, A lot of their wide receivers were sixth round picks. Some of them weren't even drafted. So I do think that, yeah, in terms of the draft, we all say, oh, this team can do well, that team can do well. But actually, no one really knows until they get on the field and, when he, when he turned professional, how good they're going to be. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, uh, next question is from Ryan. Fire away.
1: It's good that Naeem actually asked that, because that moves on quite nicely to my one, and that, that's just quite simple, really. What is a draft?
0: <laughs> basically, the draft is basically a system, basically, it's when all the college players um, go professional. So, obviously, will see it's far different, obviously, in the UK sports where, obviously, players are picked by a team. Sometimes when they're, when they're eight years old, nine years old. But um, this goes to all sports except for a couple of things. Michael, I think LeBron James went from high school to the pros. But in in most most players in all American sports go through what's called a draft. And in the NFL, um, basically, so you have the worst team from the season before will have the first pick, and they'll basically go in reverse order. So, for example, this season... Uh, well, that season, the Jacksonville Jaguars had the worst record out of all the teams. So therefore, they had the first the first overall pick. And obviously, the Jets had the second worst. They were second. Whereas the Buccaneers, who won the Super Bowl, they had the, the last pick in the first round. There's seven rounds in total in the draft. But obviously, before that, you can have people can trade for picks. You can of, for example, uh, when, when players move from team to team. It's not like British sports where, you know, you pay 24 million pounds for a player or you pay. Thirty-six million, or half a million, or something like that. It's um, you can only really acquire players either through them leaving their teams and not getting a new contract, or uh, teams trade for players. So, for example, um, let's say for example, a team like though the Miami Dolphins could trade for, could could right. So we, we want this player from the from the Green Bay Packers, and we want to you know we want this player, but but we'll give them either a player or you can give future draft picks. So, um. Obviously, in terms of the draft order, that, that can obviously be can be changed around as well in terms of obviously there could be two teams in the same. I know we had, I think, three first round picks because we um, obviously last year we did let a player go to a team and they gave us their first round pick as a result. So obviously, but that where you are in the thing will basically depend on the team you traded with. Where they end up in the season. So, for example, we originally had the third overall pick in the draft this year because last season we gave the Houston Texans a player, and they gave us their first round pick from twenty twenty one, and they had the third worst record in the league. So, as a result, as well as being, I think we were seventeenth, eighteenth in the draft this year, we also had the third overall pick uh, because because of the because the Texans gave us that draft pick in the first place, um, and and as well as that, obviously teams can um, also. Um, so they can trade down, so basically they can solve, they can um, have, I think, I think we, for, for example we, Dolphins did this, so we had the third overall pick, but then we basically gave um, the 49ers gave us their, sixth, their 12th overall pick and also for our third round pick and then, and obviously then as a result as well we then gave the Eagles our 12th round pick and they gave us our sixth, so that is basically a more complex version of property you wanted to have but basically, yeah, it's basically to cut a long story short, it's basically players um, going from the college to the pros, and normally it's sort of the best teams, worst teams getting the best players from from the college system for that specific year. Obviously, with, with a few exceptions, if teams were to trade picks and um and sort of you know give future draft picks away. I hope that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I kind of you know knew a bit about obviously. Most people kind of know what like a draft system is in a sense. Um, I just wanted like a more complex sort of answer, which you've given anyway. So, yeah, no, that it does it does make sense.
0: That's good. That's good. That's um, panic over for me. <laughs>
1: I, I, I like how it's fair like that as well. In terms of, I mean, something's not something similar, but in Formula One, in, in Formula in Formula Two, actually, uh, basically, they have two races a weekend but in the second race which they call the sprint race they have the reverse grid so right
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah. i like that's Mm. something that's what they've obviously done in the nfl which you know so the worst teams Mm. get technically the better players to choose from which Mm. must make it you know a lot fairer as well in terms of it's, it's kind of like the premier league if they'd done it like that you know, it's not just Man City and Chelsea and Liverpool getting the best players, you know, the likes of Fulham and Norwich and all those would get good picks as well. So I do like that.
0: Yeah, I think that is definitely one of the sort of the things, the reason why I love the sport personally is the the parity of it, because I think the last team I think it was to win back-to-back Super Bowls is the Patriots in like 2003, 2004. So I do think there are obviously, you have the same teams every year that sort of go for it. But has been different teams each year for obviously the Patriots being been the one exception in obviously the last the last 15 20 years they've been to Super Bowls most years to, of my lifetime but I think even then they didn't make it for nine win it, win it for nine ten years so I'd, even then they the best dynasty in NFL history or one of them at least them and the 49ers and the Steelers over the NFL history but I think even with that I think even they haven't you know they don't win it every year but they're always there and about so yeah the only issue with that is obviously, some teams, they call it tanking, but basically some teams will, um, I mean, the, I don't think the players ever do tank obviously they're fighting for their job, same with the co- head coaches. But I think sometimes, you know, organisations can tank. So basically, it can encourage fan bases to actually want their teams to lose because they know if they lose, they'll get a better draft pick. So, for example, this year, the number one overall pick was Trevor Lawrence, who is seen as probably the, the best prospect for like almost ten years now, I think they're saying he's one of the most sure picks in 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 ages. So I think a lot of teams were sort of I think it was the Jack Jagu- the Jets and the Jaguars were the two teams almost fighting for this pick by being the worst teams. Obviously, the players weren't doing that, but I think fans were certainly. I know the Jets were primed to um you know to, to get him. I think that they, they were at one stage they were zero and fourteen or zero and thirteen. They seemed destined to. Uh, and then obviously they, they won two games on the bounce and, and that sort of confirmed the Jaguars were going to get Lawrence uh, or they, they they were going to get the first pick which was going to be Lawrence in the end. So I do think obviously that saw actually a few Jets fans actually unhappy that they actually they actually won games. So that's the only downside that you are sort of you are rewarding sort of mediocrity. But at the same time, it does does really help because that means. You aren't getting these massive, like you know, like in Premier League, like Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, all these teams like that. You are, you are you are avoiding, as a result, you are avoiding these sort of same teams every year. You are getting different teams win every year, which I think I think is great for the sport.
1: Yeah, no, without a doubt. I mean, like so that player that you mentioned just there. So if he didn't want to go to the Jaguars or you know a team similar to that in in that situation, could he could he turn them down? Uh, or not yeah he could actually it's not been
0: many examples there have been a few examples where actually um, players have actually told teams they're not going to go so uh, one example was John Elway Um, he obviously was widely thought of number one overall pick and obviously he did go one overall but he then actually didn't want to go to that team so I think he Either told him he didn't want to go there, or we held out, or something like that. But then the big, the most recent example is 2004. It's um, it was Eli, Eli Manning, um, obviously brother of Peyton Manning. Anyone who knows him, obviously mm-hmm. he went on to play for the Giants. But originally, um, obviously the, the then San Diego Chargers they had the first overall pick, and they um, they obviously Eli was saying that he he doesn't want to go there. So obviously they still picked him. But then they they just swapped quarterbacks with the Giants who had the fourth pick. So um, yeah, you, you 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 get the odd few players that do um that do that, but I think most times players are just happy just to be picked in the NFL. And some teams actually want some players actually want that honor of being the first overall pick, mm. even though I think it can be a curse being your first overall pick. But I do think that yeah, I, th- I think most players are just grateful to be there. They they don't want to solve you know. Annoy, annoy fans by not going to their teams I know Eli Manning got booed a lot in the draft by the fans and the crowd so I do think there is that thing as well, being grateful just to be picked in the NFL and you shouldn't be picky you should be happy where you go um, so yeah, I, I think players can do that but it's only happened a handful of times.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough
0: So now on to, I believe it's Naeem next is that correct?
2: Yep it's me
1: yeah, next.
0: that's correct. So um, what is your question Naeem?
2: Yeah, so um, I know since 2007 uh, you've had International NFL Series, so you've had like regular yes. games being played abroad. Can you ever see a Super Bowl being played abroad, or do you reckon it'll just only ever be in America? Um, yeah, that's my question.
0: Yeah, I actually can. I think there's a lot of talk as well about, you know, I think if a team is going to relocate, um, I think the ne- London is seen as the, the next team to do, the next place to have a new team. I think they're seen as... If a team is going to relocate, I think London is seen as a place that a team will relocate to. But I do think personally, I think a Super Bowl in London is actually probably more feasible, but also probably a better option than a team. I think that I think there's a really good chance, I think, in the next 10, 15 years of them playing a Super Bowl outside of America. Because I do think that particularly London, I think Americans love London. And I think from all I've heard from fans when I've been in the London games or what, what I heard from TV, that most Americans uh, I know there's, there's still a few that hate the fact that they're playing games in 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 London in the UK or even nowadays in Germany. There will be in the next few years, but I do think most fans they love you know they they love the experience of going to London to watch a game. So I do think I think that there could be one in in the next. I think personally, in 30th time, I think that we would have seen at least one Super Bowl outside of the America, and most likely that will be in London, which I think will be good. I think it also you know I think a lot of UK fans. Can't go, don't go to the game because tickets for the games are like five grand or something like that. And I think that
2: Crazy.
0: <laughs> I can imagine the hotels are probably a bit like a bit like Champions League final was in Cardiff. I, I imagine the hotels are absolutely ramped up. So I reckon, you know, for you for UK fans, I think if they get a chance to you know go back to their house after Super Bowl, I think that definitely is something that would appeal. And I think that is that costly the NFL is constantly trying to up, trying to you know build the game worldwide, this is why Germany's now going to be one of the places to host the game, and I do think that um, Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, he certainly I think he certainly would would be up for that and I do think he certainly, he was the one who sort of started off the London, he was the first commissioner to really approve a game in London in the NFL, so I do think that yeah, I think there will be a game one day I think personally I'd rather see Super Bowl being played in London than, than a team there I do think you get that sort of because if anyone has been to, I know me and you went to a game a couple of years ago, Naim, and I think yeah. that one thing you do see there when you're at games is sort of like a, you know, like a carnival atmosphere, sort of like a celebration. Yeah, it's of very amb- happy. Yeah. yeah, so I do think that of the most likely, either Wembley or Tottenham Stadium, will be the most likely two destinations if there was one in in London in the future. So I do, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm all for it myself, and I think that that I think that will happen one day.
2: Interesting. Yeah, it would be, be good to see. To be fair. Um... Yeah. So you have to stay up, you know. Won't have, have to stay off at a silly o'clock to watch it as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, that could. That actually, that could be an issue actually, because I know sometimes in some areas of America, uh, when they play, when we play games, I think it's half two in the afternoon. Um, in, uh, in the UK, I think that means some fans are watching the a, a game at like seven in the morning, like eight in the morning. Things like Hawaii, things like, yeah. Like that, I think sometimes that 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 might be an issue going forward, but. I think what we obviously we have, whenever the games start in the regular season, it's like 6pm our time, so I do think we could do a game that time and that would still obviously suit the wider, the the Americans as well. So I do think if there will be one, it will be at like something like 6 in the evening, maybe 8 in the evening, something like that, I think we'll have it. But yeah, I think that'll be good because I think, yeah, whenever I've watched it, it's always been on at like 1 in the morning minimum. So I do think having that will be a great, great option for us because we have to, you know, we could actually... Yeah, you know, watch it a decent time. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully that happens one day. And I, obviously, it'd be hard to get tickets because they are about five grand, six grand minimum. But I'd, even just to be around the stadium for it will will be, will be pretty ace.
2: Yeah, it would be to be fair. Yeah, just like like you said, the kind of atmosphere um, surrounding it, There's be a lot, a lot of things will be going on around in the area as well. So
0: yeah, I mean they it's do. do they have the um, Super, Super Bowl experience every year. It's like a thing where you can do like little challenges. You can do sort of little sort of you can sort of meet players. You can sort of do. They have they have everything called um. They have a massive sort of room where all the media staff come in. It's like a it's a massive massive event for the whole week. So I do think that would be amazing as well. I think I'd probably book the whole week off work if um if it did come to the UK. So um yeah, that would be ace. That would be ace. Um. So Ryan, what is your next question?
1: So basically. As someone who obviously is a big fan of the nFL yourself, would you say it's complicated as in it's a complicated sport as someone obviously who's into the sport um obviously for myself obviously who's not i I obviously look at it now and think yeah, it's incredibly complicated and I don't understand a lot of it but for you being the- you know the opposite side would you would you tend to agree with that or do you think it's just You know, people once they watch a few games and sort of learn a bit more about it, then they wouldn't think it's complicated.
0: Yeah, I would say there's um, a lot of rules, and I do think it it took me a long while to actually, you know, understand what's going on. I mean, obviously, I actually learned quite a lot of my things about the game, the basics of the game, anyway, from playing Madden on the Xbox at the time. And I do think that, obviously, the more you watch on TV, and I think. Um, when one of the analysts, Jeff Reinbold, comes back from Hawaii, I think he comes back normally November or December as a pundit. He does a great job of doing like the more advanced stuff. But I think in terms of the basics, obviously you look at shows like the NFL show on BBC. That's a great show for for newbies. Uh, I think that's sort of um, that they, they do sort of sometimes try and break it down. But I do think also they have some great tutorials on YouTube. Obviously, you, you can Google a lot of it as well. Sometimes things are said on TV, and I have to Google them. But yeah, I will say I, I would agree that it is quite a complex sport. It does take people a long while to, to get to get used to the rules or understand them, and there they are a lot of rules. So yeah, I, I would agree with that. But yeah, over time, obviously, I've been watching it for years now. I think obviously that's I'm now at a point where I pretty much understand most of the rules. Obviously, there are a few that uh, myself and others maybe don't know as well. But most of the time, yeah, I'm most of the rules now, I'd probably say I know, but that's only because I've been watching it for, for a good few years now.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. So, Naeem,
0: what is your next question?
2: Yeah, so um, that's that's pretty much a general question. Uh, can you ever see the number of teams expanding um, in the NFL anytime soon, or do you reckon it'll just be kept the way it is, the same format?
0: Um, I hope it is. I mean, obviously, a lot of teams do relocate. So I do think that obviously there's talk of actually the Chicago Bears actually moving. There's been a lot of talk in the last week's about them moving stadiums, which would be a massive shame if they move stadiums because Soldier Field is probably my favourite stadium in the whole NFL, that and Lambeau Field, the Packers Stadium. Uh, I think um, there's talk of them potentially moving. And I do think that 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 will be the next sort of team so I, I don't know whether they will. They've got it perfect. They've got thirty two teams. They've obviously got the divisions. You no, know, spot on. So I don't. I don't see it happening in the next five ten years. But you, you never know. You never know. So I, yeah. I think we will. You know, as a league I think that now they're increasing the game, an extra game onto the season. I do think there is that there is that chance then to add an extra team. Uh, but I think that would mess up the league in terms. Of you'd have like you'd have to have one one division with uh, five teams rather than four, and that would just mess up completely. So I can't say that myself, but then I think, yeah, it, it so, would shock me if there was, yeah.
2: So um, you said there was a, there's an extra game. So w- w- will one team just be playing the same team an, an extra time then, or how's that going to mm, work?
0: Yeah, basically, because obviously it's, um, you have uh, four teams, no, 16 teams in each conference. You have 16 teams in AFC, Sixteen teams in the NFC. Obviously, one team from each do meet in, in the Super Bowl come February, uh, and so you've got that. Um, and yes, obviously they you have every you play. Obviously, there's four teams in each division, and you have you play the, th- the three other teams in your division twice a year, and then you play um, six more games uh, against teams from the AFC, and that's determined every year. And then on top of that, you also play uh, all the teams from one, the opposite conference. So, for example, so example, the NFC West teams will play teams from the AFC South one year, or they'll play teams from the AFC West one year. And fact, so, they'll say they basically you'll play every team from the opposite division at least once every four years. So, basically, oh, okay. adding on an extra game, and I'm pretty sure it's teams from the opposite conference, I've got a feeling, but I, I need to look into it more. But I've got a feeling, kind I know we're playing the Dolphins, I think we're playing the Giants of our extra 17th game, so um, I think, I've got a feeling it's teams from the opposite conference, Um, but I'm I'm not totally sure how they've worked that out, but I do think that is probably where they've gone.
2: That's interesting, that, yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, Obviously, that's only something... Have they ever done that before, then? Like, added an extra game in, or...
0: Yeah, so when the NFL first started, there was definitely less games. Well, there was less teams, first of all. And obviously, yeah. over time, they have slowly added games to the season. But, I mean, it's been 16 games for quite a while now. Uh, but, yeah, now it's going to be 17 games. It's um, Obviously, I think a lot of players don't actually what I think there is obviously the um, NFL Players Association. And there was actually a, a, a original vote that said no to it because I think a lot of players... The, I mean, how brutal the sport is, the amount of injuries, yeah. like headlight concussions and how many sort of injuries you have. Um, it's, it's a sport they jo- jokingly refer as as not for long. The NFL standing for not for long because a lot of players, I think the average career spell for an NFL player is three years.
2: Oh, wow. Uh,
0: That's yeah, I think it's, Yeah, it's, it's mad. I think, I mean, everyone jokes about, obviously, the padding and all that, but it's there for a reason and it's because there's so many players can get CTE. I mean, as Antonio Brown the wide receiver who had loads of problems off the field there's definitely talk of him having cte from all the hits to the head uh, so yeah i it's very, i think do don't, i don't think many players actually want more games but they are, they are potentially actually adding an 18th game as well there's talk of that happening as well there is talk of there being an 18th game one day and i think that they're going to slowly remove because there's normally four pre-season games every year yeah but a lot of time it's more chance for bench warmers and sort of players to try and Make the final fifty-two man roster. Uh, so I do think they're gonna. I think they're gonna over time make it less preseason games and add more like regular season games.
1: Yeah. Like I think. I think there's something similar as well to both uh, football and, and F one as well in terms of. Obviously, if you've got the fans and, you know, sponsorship, TV. They all want extra games. They all want extra races. Mm. You know, F1 itself have expanded now to, you know, well over 20 races a season. And it's the same with football as well, where you've got then the other side where the athletes themselves don't want it like that because obviously they're putting more strain on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a bit of a, bit of a conundrum of how you sort of meet it in the middle kind of thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think the definitely is sort of that... Um in the NFL, but as well as, obviously, you mentioned football and F1. There's definitely that uh, sort of battle between sort of one side of things, the TV money, and then the other side, um, obviously, the, the the players and their welfare. But I don't think I, – I I personally actually know we, also, we all cover the English version of football in our normal podcasts, but I don't think I'd want any more games. I think 38 games is enough for me. I think that's enough games in itself, and I think really – They maybe should reduce some games because I do think there was a lot of Aussie COVID. Definitely was COVID this year. There was a lot of games on midweek because it was a shortened season. But even most years, I do think that there is obviously that element that maybe there is too much football. If you look at Champions League, Europa League, FA Cup, League Cup, yeah, uh,
2: a lot of of the cup competitions as well. You you could be playing what more than fifty games a season um, if you get far in like most of the cup competitions. So, like you said, I think they should just keep it the way it is, like. It yeah. it's, it's always it always just comes down to more money at the end of the day. And...
0: That's the thing. But I actually reckon there might be in, in in our version of football. I reckon there might be one day they might try and make less games. Will be maybe it'll be the opposite of the NFL. I think they're gonna. I reckon they may one day try. You know, not reduce the Premier League season, but I think they. I think the ESL Cup might be the sort of the be, be be the be the one to got rid of to try and. In terms of the players' welfare, I think. Certainly, I don't think players would be too upset if the League Cup was scrapped. So, I do think that could be the one to go. Thing, yeah, that could be, what, could be one to go to then make way for you know more rest time for players and stuff like that.
1: I think there has been talk about that. There, has been talk about that, and so mean, it's the yes. same. You know, obviously, the League Cup. It's not the most you know prestigious thing to win, and yeah. I think other European leagues have got it right. I know. Although in England, um, it's brilliant to have football on Boxing Day and whatnot, but obviously in like Spain and Germany and I don't know how however many other European countries do it, but obviously they have a have a, a winter break and I think the Premier League going down a similar route maybe in January after you know after New Year's for a couple of weeks would yeah would definitely help certainly oh, the
0: players. Massively, massively. I, mean, I would never get rid of Boxing Day games. I think that's sort of part of my Christmas now. But I do think that <laughs> yeah. maybe after New Year's, maybe they could, you know, have one less round of the FA Cup, or maybe they could sort of to make to make up for the fact that they have like maybe a two week break after New Year's Day, maybe mm. have a two week two week break maybe after the first round of the FA Cup or something like that. I do think that could be could be the way to go personally. Um, so I think it was Ryan next with the question, or am I wrong?
1: Yeah, no, it's me next. i I'll I'll got you. Yeah. Yeah, it's my my final question. Okay. Um, it's just obviously again moving to our version of football, you have teams that are sort of hated universally, and and other ones that are loved universally. Like I know, obviously, a lot of English people like Newcastle, for example, one of those clubs that unless you're a Sunderland fan, you can't really hate them. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then and then you've got Man United on the other hand, where if you're not a United supporter everyone pretty much dislikes them. And I was wondering if there's something similar in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely one team that, I mean, I like this team. I've got no hatred towards this team, but I do think the Dallas Cowboys are the one thing that everyone hates. I think it's mm. because they call themselves America's team and there's quite, a, there's a few fans that maybe get on people's nerves. Um, so I do think Dallas Cowboys are the one, them and the New England Patriots are the two teams that I think are the most hated across the NFL. I think that, I think, me personally, I mean, I hate the Patriots and the New York Jets more than any other team. But I think it also depends on the sort of the history of certain teams. So, for example, um, like Steelers fans hate like Ravens fans or Bengals fans or Browns fans. But then fans of the Carolina Panthers or the Detroit Lions aren't going to hate those teams because they're not in their division. So I think that. I think if you're looking at as overall sort of teams that are disliked, I think the two teams you've got to look at are Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots. But I think in terms of teams that university loved, like Newcastle, for example, I think that the Cleveland Browns are one. I think they're a team that they've been the underdog for many years. They've always been a team that have struggled. I mean, they're I think they're definitely one that saw people this year, or the one just gone where they got to the playoffs and did quite well. I think that was one where everyone was of quite happy for them, except for the teams in their divisions like the Browns, the Ravens the, like, the Bengals, the Ravens and the Steelers I think most fans of teams were really happy to see the Browns do well because um, because yeah, they they have had a lot to celebrate in the last 20, 30 years um, in terms of that, other teams, I think uh, people like, I'm trying to think like, I mean the Chiefs were quite well, I think now they're, now they're doing well every year, I think now they're being hated more because they're doing well, whereas when they first broke through, first started doing well, I think a lot of people were really like them. Um I think uh, the Buffalo Bills, I mean, they're a team that everyone quite likes at the moment because they're sort of... And then another team who have been bad in recent years and have now really good. Um A team that is hated, I think, is the Eagles as well. I think... I know they had that amazing Super Bowl run where they won it with their with the Philly Special, one of the best plays in recent years, but I think the Eagles fan base can rile up quite a few people the Philadelphia fans um, so yeah, and obviously there are a few teams that get mocked, like teams like the Falcons after their collapse in the Super Bowl a few years ago, people like the Chargers get mocked, for so not having a pop get teased for their fan base and not having many fans turn up at their games but yeah, that's probably the teams I would say for those
1: I, As I say, I always wonder if if um Obviously, over in the NFL, with, with their fan bases, and obviously here we have all, all the different clubs' fan bases. And you go on social media, especially Twitter, and you have to deal with, you know, the 13 and 14 year olds, you know, <laughs> who, who think they're experts. I do wonder if they have that in over in the states, um, where the fan bases truly do, you know, get on each other's nerves like they do over here, or not? Or do you think it's worse over there? Or or not as bad.
0: No, I wouldn't say it's bad because I think there's actually a good video that shows it actually really well. There was a um, video made on Sporth by um, with Jack Mate and Bill, Will Brazier. They went to Dallas to watch a. Um, they did, did things like they met the cheerleaders. They uh, went around Texas and they went to a a massive playoff game between I mean two the Packers and the Cowboys, both teams that aren't rivals, but they were playing in a massive, massive game. But they were they were doing beer pong before the game with the tailgatings. I think there was a lot of Obviously, there are a few teams out of the exception. I think um, I don't think Giants fans would sit next to you know, sit next to Washington fans, or I wouldn't. I wouldn't see Bears fans um, you know, sit next to Vikings fans. But I think even then, you, obviously, you have fans sort of of both teams in the same stand. So I do think there's nothing. Like obviously, we see in football, we see a lot of a lot of teams have like a home stand and a away stand. Uh, but in, in the NFL, same as rugby, actually, you see a lot of fans actually. It could be teams play but the fans are just next to each other so I think that's one thing that I think something else that the NFL has done really well is the fact that there's yeah even the fans in the stand there's not really much you obviously get the few scraps from people who are drunk in stadiums things like that like any sport but I think most of the time mm. I think I'd say it's not quite as intense but then I think there are obviously eight last I think There are a few exceptions like the Bears, Packers and Vikings in one division as the Steelers, Browns, Bengals and Ravens in one. And then the NFC, you've got the Giants, Washington, um, Eagles and Cowboys. But apart from that, those things would maybe, you know, be a bit intense. But I think overall, I think there's definitely less of a sort of intense or, you know, aggressiveness like you see with maybe some football fans in stadiums.
1: Yeah, no, without a doubt.
0: Great. So, um, Naeem, do you have many questions left? How many questions have you got left?
2: Yeah, it's got one more. It's kind of like a little general one, to be fair. Yeah,
0: that's cool. Yeah, we'll, so we'll do this last question, and that will be the last question we asked today. So, um, fire away.
2: So, I was looking online, and obviously there's a Super Bowl curse, and I know um, last season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they kind of broke that curse of obviously being a home team and winning the Super Bowl there. Can you see um, the LA Rams... Getting to the Super Bowl final and subsequently winning it this season at their own stadium.
0: This is one for your mate, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so if he is listening, I think you got a good chance, but I don't think they're quite there. I think the Rams they made the Super Bowl um two years ago, I think it was now. The three was it thousand and I think it was twenty nineteen they made it the twenty eighteen season. Uh, they did make it but they lost in quite a bad way. But mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think they've got a good chance. I mean, you've, they've now actually they've got rid of Goff. I think they've got Stafford in now. Matt Stafford, who I think is a much better quarterback than Gerald Goff is. So I do think they've now got, probably the one thing that was, obviously they had, they had the best defence in the whole of last season, but their defensive coordinator has now gone to the Chargers as head coach. So I do think that is something they may have to look out for. But obviously they've now got their, probably their biggest issue fixed with, with Matt Stafford, who... Was Detroit Lions' number one overall pick in 2009. He was a really good player playing in a really bad team, and that was a, that's been the theme of his career. Has been he's been playing really well, getting really good numbers, really good performances, but his team's terrible, and they have been for years. But so now he's playing for a good team with with actually got he's actually got weapons now, uh, good players to throw to. I do think now that could be the difference. I think I think he's Lemieux. Four times 49ers will win the division. But I think the Buccaneers are still the Buccaneers and they've kept all their players from last season. No one's really left. Um, so I do think... I think the best they can hope for is maybe a... a um, maybe the, the NFC Championship game. That is probably the best I can see him going. Uh, but you never know. I mean, Tom Brady, one day, is going gonna, is gonna to decline. I mean, he's, he is declining slowly, but he's still got enough in him to be to still be clutch. So I do think, obviously, one day they aren't. And obviously... A lot of teams, they do find that a lot of teams do find it hard to retain it. So I do think that there is a chance that you know I think if it's going to be a team in the Super Bowl from the NFC, it's going to be either the the Buccaneers, the Rams, the Forty ers or the Packers if Rogers stays. Um, so I think they've got a certain chance of making it, uh, but there is a reason why only one team's done it in the in the fifty five years there's been of Super Bowls. So I do think it'll be hard because I do think that. Yeah, they have they have lost their defensive coordinator, which might be a huge difference. Also, they've got the best cornerback in the league in Jalen Ramsey, uh, one of the best defensive backs I've ever seen in my lifetime. Uh, so yeah, I think they've got a great, they've got a great defense. They've got a good offense now, and I think they've got a really good chance. But I still think the Buccaneers are too strong. I still think they're going to be too strong for any team in that in that conference, unless Tom Brady's age does catch up does catch up with him one day in that season coming up.
2: Interesting, and they've um they've, they've got a nice stadium as well. I can't lie. Yeah,
0: yeah I, mean, doesn't, I mean, it does. I'll be hoping if COVID allows it to actually be there in um December, but obviously they share it with the Chargers, so it'd be the Chargers I'd be seeing against the Giants, I think it is in, in December, or yeah, the I've Vikings. Mm. Mm. So yeah, no, that's obviously they. That looks an amazing stadium. Obviously, it's a shame for them. That same as the Raiders, like their first year they had it open, they limited fans were there if not if any at all so i do think that that's gonna be amazing once obviously fans are back um obviously in la as well you can't really can't really fault it
2: no
0: no, no, it does does look amazing i think they've got something like i think they've got something like air con in the stadium or something like that they got some sort of something in there i think which makes obviously bearable to um to sit there for
2: yeah the amount of money they spent you'd you'd, you'd hope that um (laughs) it'd be state of the art (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they spent billions, if not billions, on that stadium. I think they spent a lot of money on that stadium. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, I think he got a chance. Um, so yeah, that was um, that concludes our, our podcast for our NFL special podcast. Our follow up to our last one, and after we are hoping to get a special guest on the podcast in the next few weeks. If what will do our next NFL special? Um, so yeah, hope you all enjoyed. I've been Andy, your host. And once again, I've been joined by Ryan and Naeem.
1: Yeah, cheers, mate. Thank you. All the best. Guys. Thanks for All the
0: best. Yes.